0: welcome to Scare You to Sleep. I'm your host, Shelby Scott. This is something I've been wanting to do for quite a while now for all of my Guided Nightmare fans. Having them broken up over so many different episodes gets a little confusing for those of you who may want to listen to them all in a row so I've decided to put them all together into one solid block of meditative horror. Some of you may be new to my show, and if you are and haven't heard a guided nightmare yet, then this is the perfect place to start. I take you through guided meditation techniques and into a horror story starring you. Another reason I've been wanting to do this is because, I've started adding little easter eggs into the newer nightmares, just some little callbacks. They also follow one solid storyline that I'm slowly and hopefully sneakily introducing into each narrative. So for those of you who may have listened out of order or missed one or two, hearing them all in a row, you'll learn that you and your guide are developing an interesting relationship that will continue to grow in future episodes. Future Guided Nightmares will still come out one at a time, and when I have another healthy batch of them, I'll do the same type of compilation. And yes, I've been so happy to receive all of your gentle nudges in the form of messages and emails, and I promise a new one is coming out very soon. I wanted to get this out first, to start a new sort of chapter in the Guided Nightmare universe. With all that said, welcome to over an hour of your own personal nightmares. For this episode, I have some requests. If you're driving, turn this off if you're doing chores, turn this off. I need your complete concentration. This is going to be your guided meditation into a nightmare. Find a place that is quiet and safe. Maybe even dark. Grab some headphones or some earbuds. I want to be as close to you as I possibly can be. Have some tea or a glass of water. Sit or lie down. Get comfortable. Make sure you're warm enough. Let your hands lay loosely in your lap. Let your legs relax. Now. Close your eyes and breathe in one, two, three, four, five. Breathe out. from your entire body, wiggle your toes, relax the tension in your feet, now your legs, your hips are melting into the cushion you're sitting or lying on. You're breathing deeply from your belly, not just your upper chest. Your shoulders are tense. Let them go. Move your head slightly side to side to loosen your neck. Don't clench your jaw. Let it fall. Let your lips part. Now soften the spot between in total relaxation. Let's go on a journey together. You've awoken in your bed in the middle of the night. You don't need to check the time. You know that it's just after 3 a.m., just like every other night this week. Strange things have begun happening in your home, especially at night. During the day, they're just a nuisance. Small things go missing or are moved. You hear strange sounds that in the daylight you can easily dismiss as the sounds of the foundation settling or the refrigerator acting up. But it isn't daylight. You keep your eyes shut tight. You're scared to see what has been making the noises. You try to focus on the gentle sounds of the rain outside your window. But you can hear that it's letting up. What was that? Did the bathroom door just shut? It must have been a draft. You must have left the bathroom window open. Right? You hear something move around your house. So you move around a little, trying to get comfortable. But you feel a nervous heat rising in your body. Your breath is shorter. You hear dishes in the kitchen shifting. Perhaps there's a small earthquake going on and you can't feel it. Only hear it rock the house. That's the TV in the living room. It's the fucking TV in the living room. It turned itself on. Okay, as long as whatever it is stays out there. You can just make it through the night and figure out what to do in the morning. There's someone moving around outside your room. You can almost hear them brush up against your door. You're starting to wonder how long it's been since you woke up. How long until it's daylight? The sounds outside your door have stopped. Or were they even there in the first place? You wonder if you've scared yourself silly and this is all just a result of your active imagination. You've always been such a daydreamer. You probably had a nightmare you forgot about and that woke you up. That's why you woke up already nervous. In fact, it probably wasn't even 3 o'clock in the morning. It was probably closer to the time your alarm will go off and your body thinks it's time to wake up. No need to curl up in the fetal position like a baby. Besides, you now realize you're covered in a nervous sweat. So you lay on your back, confident it's probably past 5 a.m., And the thought of a ghost in your house is ridiculous. What was that? That that wasn't... That wasn't the, the doorknob, was it? Your breath quickens. You're immediately... Too scared to move. So you lay there on your back and vulnerable. Eyes still shut. You don't want to open them. To see your bedroom door opening. No. That that couldn't even happen. You hear things moving about, but this time they're moving in your room, not outside of it. You feel a presence, a heavy presence that seems to push on the atmosphere in the room. You can feel it in the corner of the room. Is it watching you? Is it trying to scare you? Or is it even concerned about you at all? You hear things fall off a shelf. Then footsteps cross the room from one corner to the other, your feet tingle knowing that something is crossing by the foot of the bed. Your eyes are still shut. You don't want to see what this is. What would you do if you opened your eyes and saw a figure Standing there, you continue to hear small noises as you plan whether you'd run out of the room or simply stare in shock. If your eyes do happen to open and you see something there, Your mind races with every memory of every scary thing you can think of, making note of a few that you would never want to see standing in the corner of your room. Why were you doing this? Now all you could think of is that one thing. That one figure you wouldn't be able to handle. Holy shit. Did something just graze the bed? Something just grazed the blanket on your bed. The blanket now feels too thin. You wish you were under something heavier, something that felt more like armor against the figure in your room. You feel something, as light as a whisper, brush your hair, just enough for a few strands to move. You smell something unfamiliar in your room, nothing bad, but something you don't ever smell in your house like someone sprayed a product or perfume you've never bought. You breathe deeply to try to figure out what it is. What do you smell? You try to stay absolutely still. You don't have a landline, and your cell phone doesn't ring like that. Do you feel a cold draft on your neck? Your eyes are still shut. You know now that something is standing over you. You can feel it bend over the bed above you. Your eyes are still shut. Your nerves are on end. You can't tell if it's caressing your neck or if you're just so scared that your goosebumps have taken on a mind of their own. The pressure is mounting in the room. You can't stand it anymore. As scared as you are, you have to get out of there. You hear your closet door open. Is something else entering the room? You can't stand it anymore. You have to move. You don't know what you'll see, but you have to run. You have to run. You have to see what is standing over you. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Now, Close your eyes again. We're going through another door. On another journey. Life has been stressful. You need a break from the grind. And from civilization in general. That's what brought you here. To this forest. You aren't a nature expert by any means, but sleeping under the stars for one night doesn't require a Sherpa. The smell of the earth and all the local flora fills your nose as you take in a deep breath of fresh air. Breathe in. feels so nice to fill your lungs breathe out it's so quiet here in this little place you've chosen to stay for the night the only sounds come from insects and small nocturnal creatures scampering over twigs and dead leaves. The fire you built to cook your dinner on is small. You decide to let it burn itself out while you get cozy in your sleeping bag. The warmth feels nice on your face. Your eyelids begin to feel very heavy, as do your limbs after a long day of hiking. So just relax. Your breathing is slow and deep as you begin to drift off to sleep to the sounds of cricket singing and your fire crackling away. Suddenly, your fire has died out, and you're very cold, almost freezing. You feel goosebumps rise on your flesh, and the hairs on your arms and neck stand up. You're suddenly, terribly frightened. The woods are a very different place when you're alone. And there's no comforting fire burning. It's dark outside. The moon is hiding behind the clouds and there are only small slits of moonbeams as light, you immediately realize you've never felt more alone until you don't feel alone. Did you hear that? It sounded like something very heavy. You're laying vulnerable on the forest floor curled up in your sleeping bag. If something is there Maybe it's an animal. Maybe you should play dead. You feel very naked. Your whole body lights up with adrenaline that you can't expel. What was that? Did you just hear someone? whistling? No. No, it was probably just the wind in the trees. It is so cold. Unnaturally cold for this time of the year. too close. You sit up. You realize you need to get out of here. Your instincts are screaming for you to flee, but where do you go? The forest looks so different in the dark. You have no idea what way you came from. Is... is that a woman? You go to call out to her, but the words catch in your throat. Her voice echoes through the forest. This is not natural. You've heard stories all your life of the things that could be lurking in the forest. Bigfoot, Wendigo, Mothman, and all that other BS, but none of it was real. Are now you run but where are you running to it's so dark the forest at night looks foreign to the one you entered in the day that voice her voice is everywhere run from something that is everywhere you run as fast as you can anywhere what if you're running deeper into the forest your feet ache it's so cold you hear something rushing through the trees You. Something is stalking you. You spin around, trying to see what this thing is. What do you see? The trees surround you on all sides. Other people get lost in the forest you. Yet, here you are. You think of your own face, plastered across every local news station. Maybe even some stupid Facebook post that will be shared by friends and acquaintances. stalking you. You continue running. Your body refuses to give up and just die. In the dark you run into a stream. The icy water soaks you up to your ankles, your feet sink in the mud, your lungs are burning, it's so cold. whisper to the trees. You trudge across the stream as your feet are sucked into the muck and collapse on the other side. You grab handfuls of dirt as you try to catch your breath on all fours. You can smell the stream, and the dirt, and the trees. You're so exhausted. You're so cold. Your limbs feel so heavy. Your shoulders feel so tired. Your legs are useless, but you realize you don't hear the song anymore. You don't hear that awful, beautiful sound falling to your side in the dirt and the leaves You are so relieved that you laugh almost maniacally. You cover your face with your hands and gently weep. You've never felt fear like that in your whole life. You have no idea where you are, but that can wait until morning, for now, you are so tired, so heavy, so weak, you should just sleep here. You take your hands away from your face, and through the moonbeams, you see it. A shadow stretched out before you. It's here. It found you. So you're back for more. I didn't scare you away last time. That's good to hear. I missed you. It was cold today. So I feel like this time our journey needs to lead somewhere cozy. Hmm. Where should we go? I know, I've got the perfect place, so let's relax, shall we? I hope you've made yourself a nice mug of something warm, and you're laying down on something soft. Bundle yourself up into a snug little cocoon. Let's start breathing deep. Breathe in and out. Breathe in. break, and your knees, and your thighs. Your hips are melting into your cushions. Your poor lower back does so much work. Let it relax. Its job is done for the day. Keep breathing Deeply, all the way from deep in your belly, in, and out. Wiggle your fingers a little, make sure they aren't clenched into a fist your wrists follow, and your forearms. Your elbows go slack. You let your shoulders fall because they feel so heavy, so tired. As your neck and your head sink deeper into your pillow, Do me a favor, reach up with your fingertips and give your entire scalp a good scratch. Lightly run your fingers or nails in a light circular motion all around the top of your head. eyebrows deserves a break as well. Let it rest. Now, come with me. I told you it was cold today. You've arrived at a picturesque cabin near a frozen lake you have arrived before your loved ones, who will be joining you tomorrow. For a moment, you stand in the icy cold and admire the view. You breathe in the crisp air, and as you breathe out, your breath creates a beautiful dragon-like fog. In front of you, and the sky fades to pink as the sun begins to set. You reach inside your coat pocket and find a set of very old-looking keys. You unlock the front door and step inside. It's so cold and dark. You turn on the lights and immediately build a fire in the fireplace. You settle into the overstuffed armchair nearby and crack open the book you've been meaning to read for a while. Tonight, you have the whole place to yourself, and you intend to enjoy every second of the quiet. It was such a long and cold day, but you're so relaxed and warm now, and your eyelids begin to feel very heavy. As your eyes begin to shut, you notice all the lights in the cabin flicker, and then turn off. You straighten up and look around the cabin, now only lit by the light of the fire. All the shadows stretch out now, and the once quaint-looking cabin looks like a funhouse mirror version of itself. You grab your phone off the table beside you. It alerts you that you only have 5% of your battery left. And besides that, you have zero signal. The wind howls outside. It's so dark and it would be too dangerous to drive down to the ranger station. You decide to sit back in your cozy chair. And try to enjoy the night anyway. People lived without electricity for thousands of years. You can do it for one night. Your adrenaline is still coursing through your veins. So sleep isn't an option. You pull out your book once again and decide to read by the light of the fire. You can't quite seem to fully concentrate can't seem to shake the feeling that someone is staring at the back of your head you feel a presence behind you lurking in the darkness its eyes bore into you and the hair on the back of your neck stands up you've had this feeling before but in your own home where a few flips of a light switch calm your worries. Slowly, you turn your head and look over your shoulder. Out of the corner of your eye, you see him. In the darkness, you see what appears to be a tall man with a hat on. Your neck snaps forward. Your book drops to the floor as you stand to face this horrifying sight. You turn towards the darkness and... He's gone. Your heart beats loudly in your ears. You begin an unsure chuckle at your own fear. you feel your hair stand up on end again. This time, slowly, you look to your left, and there he stands. His ghoulish face is surrounded by stringy hair. His mouth is a skeletal smile, and his eyes, wide and crazed, you think to yourself. Your brain unable to fully comprehend the specter that stands before you. Somehow, suddenly, he's gone. Not a movement, or even a puff of smoke. He was, and then he was no more and a jolt, you start gathering your things. You grab your coat and gloves, your boots and hat. You'll come back for the luggage in the daylight. There was no way you'd be going upstairs in the dark. The only last thing you need is... Your car keys are gone. You could have sworn you left them right there. You can't just trudge out into the snow and wind on foot. The ranger station was a couple of miles away. You could easily get lost in the dark. As you attempt to gather your thoughts, you begin to hear a woman humming in the small open kitchen area. You look and you see the back of her. Her hair looks like the women from the old-timey Coca-Cola ads, and she's wearing a button-up flowery blouse with a long skirt. She turns. She holds her hands as if she's holding a tray, but there isn't anything there. The light of the fire seems to go through her. She looks like a hologram being lit from some unknown source. You step back and into an end table, making a noise that startles the woman. She looks straight at you. Strangely, she seems just as frightened, if not more so, to see you as you are to see her. Her eyes widen and she drops her invisible dish. You put your hands up to show that you aren't a danger, but her mouth forms a silent scream as she runs out the door. You chase after her. Why are you chasing this ghostly woman? Why is she afraid of you? she see you? This isn't like the others and you're the ghost, is it? You burst through the doorway into the cold. The freezing air biting at your face immediately. There's just enough moonlight to watch as the woman runs to the lake and plunges through the ice. You still run after her You still want to save her, but as you approach the lake's edge, you see that there's no broken ice. It's frozen solid for probably a foot deep. You wipe a glove over the surface of the ice. A white hand pounds from underneath and you fall backwards. You get on your knees and you look at that cleared spot of ice again. There is nothing but blackness. You stand and turn to run back to the cabin. But at the open door, backlit, By the fire that still burns inside is the outline of that tall man. You watch him, afraid to take your eyes away. You stand there and watch each other. As your legs begin to tire, you sink down into the snow. will come soon. Everything will be better then. Just relax. it is. You're starting to feel so warm. As you rest your weary head and close your sleepy eyes, the man disappears. His job is done. Now, sleep, little one. Good night. Hi. I missed you. It feels like it's been forever. I'm so glad you've taken the time to visit with me. You look magnificent. Just Stunning, but I can tell that you're tired, like the light around you is a little subdued. Why don't we go on a journey together? Would you like that? Okay, let's go. Find a soft and safe space. To sit or lay down. Make sure you have something near you to drink in case you get thirsty. Something that will calm you like some tea or even just a glass of water. Sit back and let's do something a little different this time. Close your eyes you to place one hand palm up. Now, with your other hand, lightly run your fingertips slowly up and down the arm of the hand that you have palm up. Start at the palm and gently caress your arm, up and down. As you do that, I want you to breathe of love and care. I believe touch is a huge part of that. Just take a moment to trace your eyes down the bridge of your nose to your lips. Lightly make little circles on your forehead and your cheeks. Go lightly. face now let your arms rest keep breathing deeply While keeping your physical eyes closed, I'd like you to open your mind's eye. Welcome to your own personal train compartment. It looks like you've stepped back into another era. You're surrounded by dark wood and velvet cushions. It's late at night, and from the quiet, it seems that everyone else in your car has decided to get some sleep. You stare out the window of the passing forest, taking note of the snow beginning to fall. Grateful. For the fact that the inside of your compartment seems to be just the right temperature, despite the weather outside, you're just beginning to doze off when the train comes to a sudden stop. out the window, you await an announcement to explain what was going on. Outside is pitch dark. You can't see a thing, and the window has begun to frost. Slowly, you feel a chill creeping up your neck. The cold outside has begun to invade your cozy, cozy, apartment, but you wait, and wait, and wait. The chill has now settled over you like a blanket. You look down at your watch and realize it's been an hour and no announcement. No one has come to check in on you. how has it already been an hour? It had only been a few minutes. The quiet is louder than ever now. Why can't you hear any other voices? Most of your fellow passengers were asleep, but surely a sudden stop woke them, and not everyone was asleep. What about those who worked on the train. Just then, you hear the squeaky wheels of the beverage cart coming closer to you. Finally, someone coming by with an array of hot drinks to soothe the cranky passengers, probably also coming with some sort of apology and explanation. cart comes closer. You brush down your disheveled clothes and lightly rub your face to chase away the drowsiness, readying yourself for the person manning the drink cart. As the cart approaches, you see the train worker's shadow come into view behind the shade you had drawn for privacy over the small window of your compartment. You notice immediately that the shadow isn't quite right. Its neck is too long and thin like a cartoon's. It's wearing a top hat. Something none of the other workers had been wearing previously with their uniforms. The arm, also too long and too thin, reaches out to knock on the window. Before the figure balls his fist to knock, You see that his fingers look long and sharp at the ends. You freeze and stare at this shadow. Your brain knows that shadows are stretched versions of us, but this isn't stretched. It's just horrifyingly misshapen. rap on the door snaps you from a daze. You notice that there is a small lock on the door. Something in you makes your arms shoot out and quickly lock it. As you are doing this, you notice that the bony hand has begun to motion as if it's about to open your door. The specter-like visitor stops. It turns back toward the cart and walks on. You breathe a deep sigh of relief, but you don't celebrate for long. The lights go out. You're now sitting in pitch black. Remember to keep breathing. your hand in front of your face. As you breathe, you can hear someone else breathing. Is that breathing coming from next to you? It is. Something is next to you. You feel its presence and the weight of it tugging on the cushion that is beneath both of you. It is sitting to your right, but the door is to the left. You don't know where to go, but you have to go out that door and you have to get away from this thing. Its presence is so heavy to your right, and even though you can't see it, you can feel it. You can feel that it is staring right at you. You reach your hand out slowly towards the door, trying not to provoke the thing next to you. Your fingers find the small lock in the dark and you slowly and silently turn it. You take one more deep breath before you make your move. As you breathe deeply this time, an unfamiliar smell enters your nose. Something damp and old. You jump up and open the door and run into the corridor. You slide the door shut quickly behind you, just begging whatever is in the universe that it stays there. You are still in the dark and blind. Place your hand on the wall and begin to guide yourself to the front of the car. As you're walking, you hear the train lurch even though it's at a standstill and some dim emergency lights come on one by one in the corridor. That's when you see him. His back is turned towards you and he is standing at the end of the corridor. His shoulders are hunched His thin neck is drooped as if it isn't strong enough to hold up his head and the top hat that is perched on it. Wiry white hair sticks out from beneath the hat in a wild manner. The messiness of his hair doesn't match his suit, which looks to be very expensive, but old. As you stare in horror, You see that part of his clothes have worn away and are covered in a bluish green mold. That damp smell is stronger than ever. Do you smell it? The smell of cold basements, of boats below deck, of rotting logs in the forest. His feet aren't quite touching the ground. Where have all the other passengers gone? You're all alone. The thing begins to face you. It turns lazily as if it was being animated by an unseen marionette. Your blood turns cold. You stand paralyzed and stare at its indescribably terrible face. Your eyes water and your nose burns. And as you stare, you hear your cabin door sliding open. It is now a few feet behind you. The train has begun to move again. It's picking up speed, you're trapped between the thing you couldn't see in the dark, now making its way into the light as you stare ahead, and the hat man in front of you, its limbs now being pulled by those invisible strings, and coming toward you in a ghastly, exaggerated walking motion, its knees being pulled up to its chest. As he steps. You hear heavy footsteps now behind you. The only way to go is out. And you step towards the exit. The train has really picked up speed now. You force the door open. Your only option is to jump, isn't it? a soft snowbank. I'm sure you won't freeze out there. Not like when we visited that cabin. Before you can jump, a cold force rushes you from behind. It startles you and instead of jumping, you fall directly under Welcome to your own personal train compartment. It looks like you've stepped back into another era. You're surrounded by dark wood and velvet cushions. It's late at night, and from the quiet it seems that everyone else in your car has decided to get some sleep. Hello and welcome to another Guided Nightmare. Guided Nightmares are not normal episodes, for this I will need you to find a safe and comfortable space. This works best if you have headphones or earbuds. Grab something to drink, some tea or water. Take a few sips and relax. This would be a good time to pause and get your beverage and get yourself settled into a comfortable place. First, I want you to breathe deeply all the way down to your belly. Breathe in and out. bed or couch you are on right now. Unclench all the muscles in your thighs and your butt and your lower back. Let your hips relax and melt into the surface you are sitting on. Make sure you are still breathing deeply and that your belly is rising and falling with every deep breath. your shoulders loose. Stop tensing them. Slowly move your head from side to side until your neck also feels relaxed. We are going to practice some non-sexual intimacy to get you even further into a meditative state. Now, take your fingertips and I want you to lightly touch different parts of your body. Fan them out. Bring them together on your thighs, your hips, your stomach, your chest, your arms. I will give you a few moments to get acquainted with yourself. lightly trace your face. Get to know you. Become familiar with your own body. Don't be a stranger to yourself and let this be a reminder that you are here and you are loved. I love you and I want you to love you as much as I do. Now, rest your arms at your sides Re-relax those shoulders, and let us begin. You've been driving for so long now. It's the middle of the night, in the middle of the wide open desert, and the rain is so bad you can barely see in front of your face. You see a simple green road sign that says Restaurant, 5 miles Exit Norman Road You glance at the clock on your radio 1.55am What are the chances said restaurant is a 24-hour joint? Your eyelids are so heavy And the rain, while hard to drive in is annoyingly relaxing to your ears. You decide to check out that restaurant. Worst comes to worst, you can take a quick nap in the parking lot if they're closed. If not, you can grab a cup of coffee and a slice of pie to perk you up. You settle in and drive the next five miles until Norman Road. You come up on Norman Road, you take the exit, and at the stop sign you see a very weathered wooden sign that looks like it could be from the 1940s. A curvy waitress holds a pie in her right hand and is pointing with her left. This way to Norman Road Cafe, her yellowed and chipped speech bubble says. You turn left at the stop sign, following the waitress's directions and drive under the freeway to get to the other side. Your eyes grow blearier, and the further you get from the highway, the more you can smell the wet earth all around you. The light of the diner finally shines in the distance. You can't imagine why on earth they would put this place so far off the main highway. Being so far from the road gives you an uneasy feeling. You push away the crazed thoughts your tired brain has of this being some sort of trap the locals have set up to rob truckers and passers-by. As you finally approach, you breathe a sigh of relief. You see the outline of a few cars in the parking lot and the wraparound windows give a view of a nearly empty but very much open diner. You park your car and prepare to make a run for it in the rain. Making it to the glass doors, you wipe your shoes and step inside. The whole place smells like fresh baked cinnamon rolls. A quick left and right of the joint tells you that there isn't any hostess stand. So, even though you're by yourself, You plop down into a booth. There are a couple of men, sitting far apart at the counter. Their backs turn to you, hunched over their respective meals and coffee. In the back corner, a couple is cuddled up on one side of a booth, sharing a strawberry milkshake. You can't quite make out their faces as they are canoodling so closely. you realize you need to use the restroom. And no wait staff has made an appearance, so you get up and you use the restroom. Even the bathroom is done up old fashioned. Powder blue tiles cover the walls, a formica sink and even one of those disgusting towel things to dry your hands. The kind with an actual cotton towel that you have to pull and it just recycles the dirty towel back into the same machine as the clean parts. You use the restroom, wash your hands, and splash some cool water on your tired face. As you exit, you see the waitress is now walking away from your table, but she has taken it upon herself to leave you a steaming mug of coffee. You sit, you lift the coffee, but before you take a sip, you watch as she turns the corner back into the kitchen. And you freeze. No. It can't be. That is the same waitress from the sign. Same girdled figure clad in an identical gingham uniform. Same dark hair done up in victory rolls. Same smile plastered on her pretty face. As if she physically didn't know how to frown. You set the coffee down and rub your eyes. You must be much more tired than you thought. Don't you like coffee, hon? The waitress is now standing beside you. How did she get there so fast? Before you can answer, she says, You really look like you could use a nice hot cup of coffee. I also brought you a slice of peach pie. Our specialty. I bake it myself. Her voice sounds like it's so far away, but you can plainly see her standing directly next to you. The synapses in your brain are firing, the ones that tell you that you're in danger. The hairs on your arms and the back of your neck are standing on end. Just one bite, and you'll be hooked forever. You must be so tired. That's the only explanation for this feeling of adrenaline coursing through your veins all of a sudden. You look up at the canoodling couple. They are no longer sharing a milkshake. You can also see their faces more clearly. He has a large afro and is wearing small John Lennon shades, and she has a daisy painted on her cheek and a leather headband wrapped around long, greasy hair. You look past the waitress to the men at the bar. One is wearing a suit that looked normal at first, but now you see he has a trilby hat sitting on the stool next to him. Down at the other end, the other man clearly has on a members-only jacket, Pushed up at the sleeves and Ray-Bans. His hair is expertly styled to look messy, but not too messy. You don't know what is going on, but you know you want no part of it. As you get up to leave, all the other patrons also rise. As you move toward the door, so do they. The hippie girl tries to stand in your way, but she's a slip of a thing, and the door pushes out, so you push past her and rush the door and fall out of it. You close your eyes to brace for the impact of the ground, and you fall onto your hands and knees. When you open your eyes, the night is very dark, only lit by a thin moon. You can no longer hear music, and none of them had come after you. You turn to look at the diner. It's now pitch black, with boarded-up windows, and the door handles are chained together with a rusty padlock. You remember your phone, for the first time since you arrived here. No signal, but you turn on the flashlight. You wave it towards the parking lot to get a better look at the cars that had initially invited you in here. A rusted old VW van, a Studebaker from the forties, and what looked to be a 1980 something Chevette, all with flat or non-existent tires. Weeds overgrown underneath them. Cracked windows. Rust. And sun-bleached paint. Congratulations. You just escaped an eternal limbo in a roadside diner. Or are you just so tired that you've begun to hallucinate? Either way, get back into your car, back on the road, and look for somewhere, anywhere, but here to stay for the night. You drive on, and just when you think you've gone far enough, you pass a green sign. Restaurant, five miles. Exit. Exit. Norman Road. Welcome back, I missed you. Thank you for meeting me here. Before we begin, make sure that you're sitting or lying down in a safe and comfortable space. Have a glass of water or a few sips of tea. If it's chilly, grab a blanket. If it's warm, turn on the fan. Now, lay your head back and close your eyes. First, Let's begin breathing deeply filling up your lungs entirely as you inhale Breathe out through your mouth As we breathe together I want you to know how visible you are, how seen you are here. I see and recognize your feelings, your pain, your worry. We can all feel so invisible or ignored by the world, but you are not invisible. I see you. Remember to keep breathing deeply. Now, let's start relaxing all those tense muscles. If you are able to, stretch those feet, point your toes toward your body. Okay, let them relax. Now point your toes away from your body. Good, let them relax. Allow your hips to melt into the cushion you're sitting or lying on. Keep breathing deeply. Let that feeling of melting relaxation travel up your back. Your shoulders are so tense. Give them a gentle roll and then let that tension go. Very gently move your head from side to side, lightly stretching those neck muscles. Bring your head back to the center. Make sure your hands and arms are resting comfortably. Maybe place one of your hands on your upper stomach, making sure you can feel those deep, relaxing breaths. As well as your tired body. Now, are you ready to visit my latest creation? must have fallen asleep while you were reading. Wow, what a beautiful library you found yourself in. Stone floors, leaded glass in the high-rising windows. In the dark, the shelves look like they stretch up endlessly. Oh, it is dark, isn't it? The only light is coming from the dim moon outside. As beautiful as it is here, it's also pretty creepy. You better take off. Wow. This place looks like it goes on forever. But you should just head for those large front doors. The librarian's desk is empty. They must not have thought to check the corner you had fallen asleep in before they left. Mmm. Don't you just love the smell of old books? It's really too bad you have to leave. How often do you get an entire library all to yourself? that was weird. I guess you're not all by yourself. This place looks so old. Who knows what goes on when nobody else is here? Oh. Oh my. Well, it seems like the front door can't be unlocked from the inside. I'm sure there's another exit. Seems you really aren't alone. Me? Oh, no. I I can't help you. I'm just here to be your guide. To show you what's around you. In fact, I'm not even real, I'm only in your head. Whatever is in here with you is getting more active, it seems. It also seems like it's coming toward you, so you better move. The stacks stretch on forever darkness. You can't even see the far corner where you had been sleeping. But you can feel something moving toward you. Can't you? You can feel someone watching you. Someone is watching you. You can feel their eyes ...bore into you. This is an old building. No glowing green exit signs... ...to point your way. As you move... Oh! Be careful. You knocked over a stack of books. Shh! Oh, no, that wasn't me. Someone isn't very happy that you're making noise. There's a large fireplace near the back of the library. The fire has mostly died out, but the embers are giving off a little bit of light. It's better than total darkness. Is that a typewriter, you hear? How strange. Must be some leftover relic. At least something is getting some use out of it, right? Sorry, I was just trying to lighten up the situation a little bit. Continue to the fireplace. It's drafty in here anyway. Oh yes, I'm sure the chill is just because of the rain. It is odd how the temperature keeps dropping... Here we are. Why not throw one of those logs on the embers? It should start up. This chill really gets deep into your bones, doesn't it? You're too afraid to explore anymore. I can feel it. I can't blame you. Who knows what you'll run into trying to find another exit. Which is... Also, most definitely, locked. Well, this seems like as good a place as any to wait till morning when the librarian arrives. Just settle into this large, cozy chair. Face the fire. And try to get some more sleep. Pay no attention. that feeling of someone staring at the back of your head. Such a heavy feeling that the hair on the back of your neck and arms stands at attention. It's so palpable, it almost makes your eyes those sound far away. Don't worry. Just keep an eye on that fire. Even with this fire, that chill just keeps getting colder, doesn't it? I'm so sorry. I have to go now. Grab a glass of water and maybe a nice hot cup of tea or hot chocolate, anything that makes you feel cozy. Light your favorite candle or diffuse your favorite oils, anything that makes you happy and feel at peace. You may get a little chilly as your body relaxes grab a light blanket before we begin, if you'd like. Find a place that is safe and not too bright to recline or lie down. Now, let's relax. First, let's breathe in deep. That's right. All the way down to your belly as deep as you can. One, two, three, four, and exhale. And again. muscles fall. Unclench your jaw. Move it around a bit. You're holding so much tension there. Now, slowly move your head back and forth. Get those pops and cracks out. Settle back down to the center and let your head sink into that cushion. Cushion. Let's do the same with your tired shoulders You carry the weight of the world on those things Give them a break Scrunch them up and down a bit Just to get all those kinks worked out Remember to keep breathing deeply In And out can see the stress leaving your body with each exhale. Now, down to your hips. Wiggle them a bit. Let your lower back relax and your hips relax. Now, I want you to point your toes straight up as if your feet were flat against something. Stretch your calves a bit. Now. Point your toes out. Yep, just like a ballerina. Now, let your legs relax. Keep breathing. <sighs> we are going to practice some non sexual intimacy to get you even further into a meditative state. Now, take your fingertips and I want you to lightly touch different parts of your body. Fan them out and bring them together on your thighs, your hips, your stomach, your chest, arms. I will give you a few moments to get acquainted with yourself. Now, lightly trace your face. familiar with your own body. Don't be a stranger to yourself and let this be a reminder that you are here and you are loved and you are beautiful. I love you and I want you to love you as much as I do. Now, rest your arms at your sides. Re-relax those shoulders Are you ready? Let's go. We've come to the beach for a day of relaxation. It's a bit dreary for a beach trip. A week's worth of storms are expected to pass through beginning any day now. But that just means that there's no one around... No one but you... And me... The sand is cool to the touch... And the waves rush in... Then retreat out... In a hypnotizing rhythm... You are wrapped in a warm blanket... And you notice... That a lighthouse... Looms in the distance The wind rushes past us And it's beginning to get a little chilly You pull your blanket tighter around you That reminds me Have I ever told you That the lighthouse is haunted? No? Well, I know how much you love Thrills and Chills, so I'll tell you. Many, many years ago, a young woman was desperately missing her lover, who was a sailor. His ship was weeks past its due. It was soon the consensus of the town folks that it must have been tragically lost. The young woman, upon hearing this, became absolutely frantic at the thought of losing her love. In desperation, she ran to the yet unfinished lighthouse to watch for his ship from the top. She snuck past the workmen who were leaving before the weather got worse, into the lighthouse and up the stairs. Little did she know, the workmen had had trouble recently with supplies being stolen. So, they fitted the door to lock from the outside. Sure enough, as they thought, a storm blew in, the same storm that had knocked her lover's ship off course. The weather was biblical, winds and flash floods, so the workmen weren't able to return to the lighthouse for over two weeks. You can imagine what they found. I don't want to be too grotesque. It is our beach day, after all. They say you can hear the woman's voice and song when the weather turns. Which, it seems like, is going to happen sooner than we thought. It's too bad. We drove all this way. We could go poke around the lighthouse... Of course, they didn't leave the same lock on the door. It probably is locked, though, but maybe we can hear her song from the outside. (laughs) I knew you'd be too intrigued not to. Let's go. We'll leave the door open. It's so cold in here. It looks like they probably gutted it a long time ago. That's such a pity. I was hoping to see some old furniture, something. It doesn't sound like we're alone. Really? If you insist, sure, we can, we can go up the stairs. The hairs on the backs of my arms are raising up. It's so cold in here. Can you feel the cold brush your face? As if with long and delicate fingers. What was that? It's getting so dark in here. We won't be able to see it all soon. Maybe we should go back down. Okay, well... Let's take a peek up there together then. Then we'll go. It's so cold and... I don't want to be in here anymore. Can you stop breathing so loud? It's freaking me out. That's not you... fine, but then we have to go. On the count of three, let's poke our heads up over the landing. One, two, three, dress, her hair, it's her, it's horrible, why, why is she just staring at us, oh god, she's moving, no, she's gliding towards us, I feel like I can't move, tell her to move on, Tell her it's okay to leave this place and move on. Run! The door's still open. We can... No. 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 Days. They probably won't find us for weeks. And we're trapped with. I'm excited to come back for more. I'm happy to have you. I'm just a little surprised. After even one of my guided nightmare meditation sessions, most don't return. You must be pretty special. I hope you know that. We've been so many places together, you and I, some you may not even remember, some that hide deep in the recesses of your brain, only to be remembered as you sleep. Do you ever see me in your dreams? I see you and mine I know you didn't come here for idle chit-chat find a comfortable place to lie down take a few sips of water or maybe some herbal tea if it's chilly grab a soft blanket to drape over yourself I'll light a candle to set the mood I know you always like that close your eyes and let's begin. Take a deep breath, the deepest breath you've taken all day. Let it fill your belly and hold it. Breathe out. One, two, three, four. Now, let's take away that tension from your head to your toes. Unclench your jaw that's right and relax your shoulders away from your ears maybe roll them just just a bit to loosen them up now let them relax I want you to move on to your beautiful hands your hands work for you and create for you, they deserve your attention and love, bend your wrists back and forth and fan your fingers out, then bring them in towards your palms, do that a few times, allow your tired joints to stretch now let them rest at your side gently rock or wiggle your hips you might even feel a pop or two around your tailbone as you allow yourself to let go of the rigidity of the day bring your knees together and then as far apart as feels good to stretch don't have to push yourself, whatever feels good. Now, let them rest. Keep breathing. Point your toes away from you like a strong and elegant dancer. Now, pull your toes back towards you. Make little circles with your feet. And now, rest. Keep breathing deeply. Fill your belly with life-giving oxygen. Are you ready now? I will count us down as we slip deeper into the dreamland we've visited so often. You and I are companions, you know? So, let's take another journey together. One, two, keep breathing, three, four, fall into yourself, into your deep subconscious 5, 6 remember to open your inner eyes whilst keeping your physical ones closed, 7 8, remember 9 yourself sitting in a small buggy inside of a dark ride. You know the kind, with plastic skeletons that drop from the ceiling and compressed air that blows cold bursts in your face to give you a fun scare. You're at a Halloween carnival. You don't remember coming alone, No one is in the car with you, except for me, of course, but I'm only a, well, it's not important what I am, but apart from the voice in your head, you are fully alone as you make your way through darkened tunnels of cackling rubber-faced witches and disembodied screams car slowly emerges through the strips of black plastic that separate the inside of the ride from the outside world. Your eyes usually need a little adjusting when you ride this during the day, so you close them as the car drifts forward and comes to a stop on the track. In the split second before you open your eyes, You feel at peace For one last time The smell of funnel cake And popcorn And hay and barbecue Hit your nose You hear children giggling And the hum of many happy adults All talking and laughing But did you? Or... Did your brain place those things there, because it knew they were supposed to be there? Because, after that fraction of a fraction of time, you open your eyes, and you are alone. Not only alone, but it's dark. It wasn't dark when you went in. It was early in the afternoon. The ride couldn't have lasted more than five minutes at most. Where has everyone gone in that short amount of time? There are no employees, no children, no people enjoying themselves anymore. The carnival is utterly empty. This is... Strange. But maybe it was later than you thought when you got on the ride. It is getting dark earlier these days. Maybe there was an emergency while you were inside. Maybe everyone left in a hurry. In that case, you know that you need to leave immediately. Luckily, these old rickety dark rides don't use lap bars. Otherwise, <laughs> you'd be trapped. You get up and begin to walk down empty rows of rides and games. It's colder than earlier. A chilled breeze cuts through the carnival, stirring decorative hay bales, black and orange streamers, and empty food containers that were carelessly discarded on the ground. It penetrates your clothes And cools your skin with an icy bite. One of the games has started. Maybe a carnival worker can tell you what's going on. You run to the sound. It seems to be coming from the next row of games. Rounding the corner, you stop. Is that. a child? A small child clad in a demon costume, complete with mask, clutching a cloth candy sack, stands facing you. Worried this poor little one has been left on their own, you move towards them to take them with you to the entrance. But... You know that gut feeling, something that can't be proven by science, but that we know deep inside us, helps us steer clear of malice and danger. That internal alarm is set alight as you move closer to the miniature demon. But that's silly. It's just a child. A small child. A lost child. One who has now begun to trot off in the direction of the large... Hall of Mirrors (laughs) You can't just leave a small child alone In the middle of Whatever is happening Can you? No, I didn't think so Following them You pass a large display of Jack-o'-lanterns all lit up They smile toothily And follow you with their triangle eyes As you move past You watch as the little demon disappears into the entrance of the Hall of Mirrors, their tail whipping around the corner. As you finally reach the entrance, you step up and... There's a pack of chocolate drops on the ground. Looking down, you see the demon has left you a trail of trick-or-treat candy. At least they made it easy on you. First, you ignore the mirrors and follow the trail of gumdrops, lollipops, peanut butter cups, and all manner of treats that have been left like breadcrumbs for you to follow. But you finally start to take notice of your surroundings. Even the Hall of Mirrors was not passed over when it came to getting into the seasonal spirit of the carnival. What was usually a brightly lit maze of your own visage was now dim, the mirrors stained and cracked, making even your own reflection look unrecognizable. As you examine and reflect, so to speak, on the amount of dedication or stupidity it took to damage so many mirrors just for the sake of one holiday. You see, in one sliver of silver glass, the reflection of the little demon right behind you. You quickly turn to catch them and... Mm. You run headfirst into a mirror, but how is that possible? You slowly turn back to the trail when In the mirror ahead of you, down a longer hall, stands a man with a neck too long and fingers too sharp in a moldy suit and a tall top hat. It's absolutely horrifying, but it must be part of the theme. Just a bit of masterfully crafted rubber or silicone maybe even moves when you step closer. Its head is drooped so you can't see its eyes. But you do see its wiry white hair and its two sharp fingers wrapped around a long wooden cane. And its feet. But its feet. Its feet don't touch the ground. As soon as you notice this alarming detail, the figure snaps up his head to look right at you with milky eyes, and it moves, it floats towards you. So you run, squishing Tootsie Rolls and crushing Jolly Ranchers under your feet as you follow the trail back out, but it doesn't lead back out it leads to a dead end. This was the way you had come. It had to be. The demon child appears in the mirror. Not behind you, but in front of you. In the mirror. It seems to shake with laughter. It points a small gloved hand at you, then puts it to its masked mouth in a pantomime of a giggle. The man in the hat has now slowly begun to float around the corner. You see him reflected behind you, coming closer and closer. You bang on the glass with all your might, begging the little demon for help. Finally, the mirror gives way, falls backwards and shatters. You run from the House of Mirrors. You run away from the floating man and the demon child. You run for the entrance for any way out of this nightmare when you see someone moving around in one of the concession stands. A carnival worker, perhaps? It at least looks like an adult. A woman. From here she looks normal, not like... A demon child or a floating man. Just a woman. Cleaning and maintaining a food stand. You run to her. You run up to the stall and... The smell of... Fresh, baked cinnamon rolls... Hits your nose. The woman is turned away. Humming and wiping down the back counter. She's wearing... An old-fashioned gingham uniform. Her dark hair done up in a vintage style. She turns to you. Well, hi, pumpkin. I still have that coffee for you. Steaming hot, just like you like it. It's her. You're off again, running through the carnival. It's an absolute maze find the entrance the wind blows the autumn leaves about the clouds move over the full moon you are so tired you're breathing so deeply you decide to take a rest maybe a rest will do you some good you can figure things out after a rest your eyes are so heavy your body is so exhausted your mind needs to rest you find a hay bale and sit (sighs) it feels so good to rest your tired feet and your tired muscles To doze wouldn't be a crime. To just gently drift off to sleep. Oh, goodness. It looks like you must have fallen asleep in this little haunted house ride. The day was warm and you've done a lot of walking. You've had so much on your mind. The darkness and gentle movement of the track must have soothed you to sleep. All these creepy sounds just made you have a bad dream. How silly. Here comes the end. Now close your eyes to prepare for that bright light after the black plastic barrier. Oh my, I'm so sorry. It seems it wasn't a dream after all. (laughs) Hi there. Do you remember back when CDs were a thing? There used to be something called hidden bonus tracks, and sometimes, if you'd keep going at the end and keep listening, you'd hear extra songs or a little message from the artist. I remember there was a soundtrack to the original Sabrina TV show, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and if you listened for a code word in the CD, I think you won a prize. I never found the code word. I remember listening to that CD backwards and forwards, and I could never hear the code word. Supposedly, Melissa Joan Hart would say something, abracadabra or something somewhere in the CD, and I never found it. It was probably a hidden bonus track that you had to skip super forward for. Anyway, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, well, ask your parents. Anyway, this is my hidden bonus track. Oh, I know. Most people will not listen to over two hours of guided Nightmares without falling asleep or, for those who it's just not their cup of tea, like I've said many times, getting maybe bored and turning it off. So, if you have made it this far and you waited for my little hidden bonus track here at the end, I want you to email me at scareyoutosleep at gmail.com, the words SOUR PUNCH. And I... I'm personally going to mail you a little, just a little fun, just a little fun thing to brighten your day. So again, that code word is, our words, two words, SOUR PUNCH. I can't wait to hear from you. Go get some sleep, sweet dreams.